Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me that I was bipolar. I was released with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for about a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using music for therapy and as a way to escape. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. We've all heard the saying, I've got a million things on my mind. For Neil Page, it's a daily reality. Neil is the guitarist, vocalist of Baltimore, Maryland, pop-punk band, Panic Problem. That's a lot of peace. Neil lives with ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, which causes high levels of hyperactive and impulsive behavior. Neil is also diagnosed with Generalized Anxiety Disorder. Neil was stigmatized throughout his childhood because of his illness. He found punk rock and it changed his life forever. The punk music scene was a place that he felt he belonged. Now in his late 30s, Neil plays punk rock whenever he can. Besides his family and friends, it's what he lives for. Panic Problems' debut album, Just Calm Down, brings listeners into Neil's life living with a mental illness. And it's all wrapped up in a jolly pop-punk bow. page i play in a band called panic problem out of baltimore maryland and i guess i have been living with adhd my whole life it wasn't until later in life that i was in a place where i could kind of emotionally accept that i had this and that this was something that i needed to address in a way that was actually constructive and actually follow through with it. I think what a lot of us go through, uh, at least what I've read anyway, is, you know, we're, we're great at making plans, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've attempted this pretty much my entire life to some degree or another, but it wasn't until one fateful day and experience where I said, that's it, I am going to get help. And I did. 
and I'm super glad I did. So if anyone's out there and you're going, I think I've got ADHD, I highly encourage you to go seek treatment and uh, deal with that in, in a constructive fashion. What happened on that day? Uh, I almost got into a car accident. I almost uh, hit a, uh, a minivan with my car by a Target <laughs> on my way to yoga, <laughs> on my way to hot yoga. I was doing what I normally do. You know, my mind was in 50 million places and I super almost rear-ended this car and I didn't, which was awesome. My wife was about to have our first kid. It just kind of really dawned on me that like I was at a point in my life where this could actually impact other people and that other people could be affected negatively by my stuff that I have going on. That's when I decided to seek treatment. One of the things that they often talk about with ADHD is like delusions of grandeur or really volatile kind of mood swings, which I definitely experience all the time. And I also have a lot of negative thoughts and negative feelings. Just for context, I also have general anxiety disorder. And from the therapy that I've gone through and from the treatment that I've received for both independently, at least what my team of doctors tell me is that oftentimes they are a handshake kind of situation. And it wouldn't surprise me if 10, 20, 30 years from now, we actually are calling this something else altogether, um, much similar to what how they're classifying like sociopathy, you know, psychopathy now, you know, they're not calling them individual conditions any longer, but rather attributes of something that's a bit more of a spectrum. So it wouldn't surprise me if in the future they, they were looking at this a different way, because I mean, you know, are you anxious because you can't get anything done? Or can you not get anything done because you're anxious? Or do you have both? Like in my case, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, there's a lot of hopelessness, you know, there's a lot of dark thoughts. There's a lot of bad thinking and there's a lot of good thinking too. It's the rain, man. I mean, your thoughts, you hyper-focus on one thing and you scatter across 80 different topics and you solve all the world's problems, but you can't get anything done and you're hopelessly frustrated, but you're elated at this wonderful idea that you've just had. And, you know, 30 minutes later, you've lost everybody, you know, so it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating when you just can't get out of your own way. There's a lot of acceptance in that road, and I'm certainly not there. I, I wouldn't call myself like a role model or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm one of many, you know, who's, who's on a journey and everyone's going to be on that journey. There's a lot of self-medication that happens along the way with drugs and alcohol and, and sex and just self-destructive behavior. And, you know, when you are trying to avoid your stuff that you're dealing with, that can be really frustrating. So see, there I go. I just you know, covered like 80 different things right no there, problem. right? That's the drill, you know? Those ADHD symptoms that you were describing, being in a band must be tough with those kinds of things. Being in a band is, other than being, you know, the the husband and father that I am, is it's, it's the best thing that I have going on in my life. It's the only thing that I have going on in my life that I'm like constructively happy with. There's huge moments of frustration, but some kind of art or creative outlet to actually express what is going on with yourself, even if what you're expressing is not your most articulate self, 
is freeing. What part has punk rock played in your life? I mean, save my life. I mean, I'd be dead. I, I would not be on this planet without this community. No way. I'd be dead. That's for a fact. This community is the only place that I fit in. I experience that on a daily basis. Daily basis. Most of my life is, is pretending. I have a professional life where I pretend. I mean, my family doesn't really count because that's another place where I can truly be myself. But, you know, in terms of being like a whole person, there is no place for people like ourselves, truly, where it's celebrated and you are allowed to find voice and find rest and breath and clarity and all of those things anywhere else. There's no other place. I would challenge anyone to show me another place. And it's been that way since effectively day one. You can talk about the moments of homogenization in the 90s or, you know, the, the radio gets a hold of it and, you know, late 90s, early 2000s and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. But ultimately, there is no place like a punk rock scene or a punk rock show where you can show up and you're not the only one with, quote unquote, something going on. And better yet, you actually don't have anything going on. It's not classified as having something going on. Right. The stigma yeah. isn't there. So you can be bipolar, you can be ADHD or GAD or, you know, my one friend that has schizophrenia or my other friend that has schizophrenia <laughs> um, or, you know, your sexual preference or your gender or your hair or your whatever they decide to be shitty about this week is not looked down upon. And when it is looked down upon, it's like, hey, man, fuck you. There's no other place on the planet where not only do I fit in. But I fit into the point where it's not even looked at. Punk still has a ways to go. I'm a cisgender, straight white man. That isn't lost on me. I definitely speak from a place of privilege. I'm, I'm really good at hiding. It is the only place. It's the, it's the only place where I can be me. Yeah, you're speaking my language here. You know, everyone has their moments of self-doubt and dark times, but you put on that music or you find that show or you go to that party and... You can just let all that baggage just go. There is a lighthouse. There's a beacon, and it's called punk rock. If you're willing to embrace it, it will embrace you ten times. When was the first time that you realized that you were dealing with something that maybe other kids or punks weren't dealing with? I, I was wondering if you were going to ask this question, and I've been figuring out how to answer this the best way. I have a very vivid memory that I want to share is something that is really hard, but I think it needs to be said because maybe somebody else like goes through shit like this. So it's a two-parter, <laughs> but I thought about it long hard, so hopefully it'll be concise. So when I was a kid, every year that I went through school, just about, my mom would make lunch for all of my teachers like a homemade basket lunch. And I always was really conflicted about that because I knew that she'd do it. And none of the other moms did that for their kids. So what was it about me that made my mom want to make my teachers all lunch? 
I love my mom. I've never really gotten a straight answer out of her about it. So then fast forward. So I just get out of college. I'm working at this liquor store. And my old high school homeroom teacher comes in. You know, like, hey, how's it going? How have you been? You know, I haven't seen you in like five years. Remember me from high school? Yada, yada, yada. My manager's kind of laughing. And, and he's a great guy, but he's kind of laughing. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, dude, was that your homeroom teacher or something? Like, yeah, why? And he goes, holy shit. When you were taking your beer out to her car and she was paying for it, she leans in and goes, I had him in high school. You know, we all knew he was crazy. You know, I'm like 23 at the time. Like to hear something like that. I'm 38 now. And I still remember that vividly and just how hurtful that was for someone to share something like that. And then you kind of tie that back into the lunch thing. God, was I just like really annoying and horrible to be around as a person? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just never going to get to the bottom of how weird I was as a kid or like what was going on. Because like back in the 80s, when I grew up, quote unquote, those kids, those riddling kids, they were on the special team in school and they didn't get the good classes and all this stuff. And I just, I have to wonder if my mom was just trying to protect me from like a stigma or maybe she didn't want to like face facts or maybe she just loved her kid a lot. You know, like I don't, I don't know. From my earliest childhood memories, I've, I've always kind of known that I was quote unquote different or, you know, uh, weird and just kind of this ongoing sort of evolution thing. Got to embrace it though, right? Dude, let the freak flag fly, man. Enough of this stigma bullshit. One of the things that we get asked all the time in the band is like, you know, why pop punk? Like, why are you singing this like jolly music about attempted suicide and like blackouts and panic attacks and depression and all this shit? Pop punk is very suitable <laughs> for that. And also, we don't have to have these like dour fucking songs. Not everything's got to be like, oh, I'm so sad, and the life is so horrible. And like, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that do that, and that is real, and that deserves voice. Don't get me wrong. Anyone who's suffering from depression or down feelings or any of that, any of that gray, is welcome to that. But we can also change the conversation. Katie Zaccardi is a wellness coach, musician, and podcast host. Out to Be Podcast tackles very similar subject matter as screen therapy, except her podcast doesn't make you deaf like this one does. Katie tailors her one-on-one wellness coaching to musicians, including tips on how to start a wellness routine and how to take care of your mental health. Katie also lives with generalized anxiety disorder and has used her experiences living with a mental illness to educate and help others. Hi, I'm Katie Zaccardi. I am a holistic music career coach, which basically means that I am coaching my clients to a path of success in their music career through a combination of strategy work, mindset work, and wellness work. I started doing this a couple years ago, and it's really been a culmination of my whole life up until this point, if we're being honest. I have always been into music, always wrote music in college. I started to write even more and finally recorded an EP, started performing around New York City and just doing the kind of indie artist thing while at the same time working at various internships at music business companies and publishing and managing and so many different things, PR. And finally, when I was also at college, I started my experience with an anxiety disorder. So all of these things were sort of happening at once in college. And when I graduated college, I got a job in music publishing, but 
I was also really struggling with anxiety. It was showing up in so many different ways and impacting my day-to-day life for sure. And I ended up doing a yoga teacher training because the only thing that I could really find or knew about that ended up helping me with anxiety was yoga. And it wasn't like a cure-all, but it helped me manage the symptoms and calm down and like be in touch with my breath, which are all really powerful tools. So it was a little challenging to navigate, but after my yoga teacher training, I definitely noticed a change and that was sort of the start of my own personal development work and continuing to figure out what worked, what helped me manage my anxiety, what helped me get through these things. And I've tried so many different things, but the main thing that I realized along the way was that there was just such a lack of resources for women in particular, but people in general in the music industry who are navigating something like this. Any mental health issue or even just major levels of stress, even if it's not a you know mental health diagnosis like anxiety or depression or anything like that. There was such a lack of resources in general from my general doctor and my general health team at the time and for those who are in the music industry who were expected to perform and stay out late either gigging or attending gigs and you know hustling all the time. And so eventually I got to the point where I was feeling really miserable in my job. I was feeling sick all the time. I didn't enjoy the work I was doing. I wasn't passionate about it. And I decided I wanted to help others and I wanted to really make a difference and create a platform and a space for women in music to be able to go and learn and get free resources and then get coaching for these issues and that they needed to be supported in moving their career forward without burning out and without being bogged down by anything they might have been experiencing like stress or depression or anxiety. Now, one of the things that your health coaching emphasizes is starting a wellness routine. And I was wondering how you would recommend doing that. Yeah, so I usually recommend my clients to start with a morning routine and or a nightly routine. If you are totally new to having any wellness routine, then it's a good idea to just start with one because we don't want to overwhelm the system. A lot of people, I think, try to do like a total 180 change and implement like 50 different things at once and just be like, I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to do it this way and that's the new way. And In theory, I could see how that would be appealing, but the thing is that normally doesn't work when you're trying to create sustainable habits. So I love to start with a morning routine and nightly routine. That's gonna help ground you into the day, get you started coming from a place of clarity, confidence, and without a place of stress. Like a lot of us wake up and we immediately check our phones or our emails, and then we're dragged into the stressors of the day. And a nightly routine is similar, like, a lot of times we go to bed scrolling on our phones and we don't end up getting a good night's sleep or we feel really crappy and we stay up really late because we're kind of on the computer or on our phones consuming, consuming, consuming. So we want to wake up in a way that is grounded and in a way that allows us to have space and not dive into stress immediately. And we want to wind down during the day so that we can really get our bodies into that parasympathetic state and have a good night's sleep and therefore feel more energized and more able to do things quicker, with more energy, with more clarity during the day. You can add any combination of things into this. I mean, reading is a great thing to do, especially at night, yoga, breath work, meditation, taking a walk or doing really any sort of exercise that you might enjoy. There's so many journaling, like there's so many 
juicy things you can add just to name a few. But I highly recommend just picking one thing to start with that you already know helps you reduce stress or that you've heard about that you're curious about and give that a shot. And then once you kind of decide, I really like this, I've kind of got this habit down, then you can go ahead and add one more thing in. Yeah, you also talk about reevaluating your priorities. Yeah, that can work bigger picture and smaller picture. So big picture is like, what is your actual focus? You know, sometimes I see my clients come to me and they're just like, I, you know, I have this like big vision, which is just a general idea of success. Like I want to make money and I want to have a sustainable music career and I want to feel good, but the specifics aren't there or the specifics that they're working with right now just aren't working and they haven't thought about why am I doing this and why am I doing this this way? So from a big picture perspective, it's really important to get clear on what is it that you want to be focusing on? For instance, is it gigging? Is it releasing music? Is it launching a Patreon? What are some of the bigger projects that you want to be focusing on and putting your time and energy towards in your music career? Then when you get to the lower level and the more like task level of things, for sure we need to reevaluate those priorities as well because you are most likely wasting time in your day to day by spending time doing things you don't need to do. So one of my favorite exercises is a simple brain dump, write down everything you can think of that you do in a day or a week, every task that is on your brain right now as a to do list thing or something that's in your calendar already, and then go through and write put a little note next to it, but literally write like, is this a priority? And is this something that I want and need to get done right away? Is this something that can wait? Is this something that I can delegate? Is this something that I can put on the shelf and come back to at a later time, but it's not really important right now? And then is this something I can just like totally trash and throw out and it doesn't need to get done? So by categorizing your current tasks into those kind of buckets, you can start to see what things are important for lack of a better word, but also start to build your calendar off of that. Start with your priorities and make sure that wellness and rest and all of those things are a priority as well. Because what happens is we have these giant to-do lists and we take everything with equal weight and then it starts to get hard to actually get momentum, get things done, feel confident about it. And we also start to neglect time off, sleep, any sort of wellness routine and things like that. So for me, it's making wellness a priority is step one for sure. But then going through that priority list that you have right now and reevaluating it and seeing what's actually a priority and what can I maybe take off my plate entirely or just rearrange. The third thing you can do as well is look at the things that you are doing and ask yourself, how can I do this better or faster? And that could, you know, the answer to that could be a lot of different things. It might be, hey, I'm doing this over the course of five days. Like maybe right now you're sending out press emails for two hours each day and it would better serve you to just spend Monday morning doing it. If you just do it all Monday morning, you get it all out of the way and you get so many hours back because you're batch working and you're spending your t- more time in a bigger chunk doing it, but you're saving the time by not spreading it out over the week. Or just evaluating like, hey, I work better in the morning versus the afternoon, but I notice that I put these harder tasks in the afternoon, so I keep procrastinating. How can you rearrange your schedule to work for you? 
And I think it's a catch-22 for a lot of folks dealing with mental health issues as well. You know, you got to take care of yourself, but if you're not feeling well, then how do you take care of yourself? What advice do you have about that? Start small. I totally know how you feel, but start small and pick one thing that you can do that is going to make you feel better. And it doesn't have to be like an hour and a half yoga practice or something that seems really big. <laughs> like you could just maybe call a friend and ask them to go for a walk on the beach or, you know, a hike or something like that. Or take five minutes out of your day to just close your eyes and breathe and do like a quick guided meditation or something like that. All you can do is start small, be consistent, and eventually you will be able to start to get out of that funk or get out of whatever you're feeling and create habits that support you instead of hurt you. How does doing this coaching help you? Oh man, that's such a good question. You know what? It keeps me accountable <laughs> because I have been doing this in my own life for so many years, but it is really easy when things get good to start to slack on things. But because I teach this, I have to keep myself accountable and practice what I preach in a way. If I notice that I start slacking, like if I feel really good and I skip yoga for several days because I don't need it or whatever, I feel worse, but then I also have in the back of my mind, like what would I tell my clients? What would I want my clients to do? And that's just like pick back up and keep going and don't give up just because things get good, but continue to really integrate these things into your day-to-day -day life. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast. One of the reasons why I got turned on to your podcast was because I realized how close it was to mine as far as topics go. Now, of course, mm. the music is completely different. Tell me about it and how it all came about. Yeah, so the Out to Be podcast is a podcast that focuses all on mindset, mental health, and wellness in the music industry. So we do some strategy talk as well, but really it's there to provide other musicians or music industry professionals a resource for conversations around mindset, mental health, and wellness. So around this area of the industry that not a lot of people are talking about. There's so many strategy articles out there. There's so many strategy podcasts out there. Do this, do that. But on this podcast, we're having conversations around taking space, taking care of yourself, working through the blocks that come up, working through obstacles that come up, and all of the things that are just as important to your music career as the strategy, but can really stop you from being successful if you are not dealing with it. Like if you are not dealing with your mindset and the self-doubt that you're facing every day or the imposter syndrome, it's gonna stop you from being successful. So this is a place for people who are feeling like they need support to come, hear conversations from other artists experiencing similar things as they are, solo episodes from me with tips and my own experiences and stories and coaching advice, and hear experts like health experts, music industry experts, people like that come and talk about their experiences and their tips on all of these things as well. As you know, it's not easy to do a podcast. What's kept you going? I like to talk. <laughs> really? Being, I love to talk, yes. And I never get tired of hearing someone else's take on something because I really think, you know, when I was back in the day wanting a resource to help me through this and wanting a place to go and honestly wanting someone to acknowledge the fact that I could be successful in my music career, whatever it is I chose to do, without having to sacrifice my health and my mental health for it because back then it really felt like 
the normal thing was like you had to stay out late. If you didn't, you were like not cool and you also just weren't doing your job. You had to keep pushing yourself and never say no to opportunities and always keep hustling and showing up even when you were exhausted. And I do not agree with that mindset or that mentality. And I think it's really damaging. And so I want to provide a place for people who also are feeling troubled by that and don't want to buy into that either, an alternate point of view and an alternate way for them to be successful. What's your favorite part about doing this kind of work? My favorite part is seeing my clients be able to recognize that they can create the music career that they always wanted in the way that they wanted, whether it's creating the financial freedom they didn't think they could have, the actual freedom in terms of they can work from home or they can tour or they can be wherever they want to be or work in these specific hours they never thought they could do. Every time my client experiences something new, it just like totally fills me up and it keeps me going. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Screen Therapy. Screen Therapy is now airing on college and community radio stations. They include my hometown radio station, CGMP, out of Pell River, CJSF, 90.1 FM, Simon Fraser University, Radio Humber from Humber College in Toronto, Ontario, and Radio Waterloo, CKMS, from Waterloo, Ontario. You can connect with me at soundcloud.com slash screamtherapy. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care and be well. Thank you.